The Tangent Egg Podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to this week's Tangent Podcast. Uh, as always, it's Seth here and oh, I'm tired. It's been a big week. As always, I'm here with Swoosh and Jondo. Hi. G'day, g'day, g'day. And uh, I think we've discovered one more of the horrible things that came out of that... Uh, what was it? That killing stone that broke in Japan that had the evil spirit under it? I'm blaming that thing for everything. Like, uh, anything goes wrong. A 3D print fails. Damn that goddamn demon. It's just the 2022 <laughs> apocalypse bingo. It kicked off in 2020. The cards just continuing on through the years. Someone's going to get a bingo and then we're all fucked. That's just what's going to happen. I still maintain we're careening towards the AI apocalypse considering what Australia's done recently, so... Well, and of course, it's us leading the way to our doom, which I am really happy about. Well, you know, leave a, our mark on history. A bloke at Google just got fired for saying one of their chatbots was, had become fucking sentient. Yeah. So, Apparently, the, uh, a Google the AI was on the way to being sentient, and one of the things they were comfortable talking about was the fact that this AI had expressed a that it wouldn't feel anything for wiping out the human race. That was what they were comfortable talking about. Have you met some people? Eh. <laughs> Did they just plug yeah. into the internet for like half an hour and be like, let's see, oh, oh no, it, f- it found the bad places. Oh. We're done. Like you can Google search anything and find the bad things. Like literally, that's yeah. one of the rules of the fucking internet. If you go like, past the, like, the second or third page, darkness lies. Like that's where monsters mm. are. Horrible things. Halfway down the second page, yeah. You're in grey area. The journey gets worse yeah. after that. The second you hit the no fifth one page, goes to page five. That's all it is. <laughs> You're not looking for anything on page five. You just got lost. Pretty much. There's just like a, a little thing from Google saying, "How did you get? Here? Are you okay? Do you if what you're help? looking for is on page five. It didn't actually exist. You're in fucking Bigfoot fucking country by now. Pretty sure <laughs> the second you hit page six, you're automatically on a watch list. Like without whatever fail. you're looking for, ain't on. If it ain't on page one through five, it's got to be illegal. You're assigned a personal FBI agent, and they just follow you around the internet. Page five is your cousin's friend's brother who heard about something somewhere. That's about <laughs> all it is. There is, if you're getting a, a source from page five onwards, you're really not talking about anything factual. I will say this though: there are some pearls of conspiracy theories from like six pages down and on. Oh, I love conspiracy theories. Or you've done your research on Facebook. You just look for something to corroborate and you need it from page five onwards. You can get rid of the first Mm. five pages. Five page onwards, there's your facts. Oh, exactly. (laughs) That's your Facebook research right there. Perfect. Can't go wrong. But the horrible evil that I was alluding to, oddly enough, wasn't the horrible dark contents of page 10. It was actually Diablo Immortal. Makes sense demons they've escaped and they've gone into video games and oh yeah but I mean like wait this means the bad. Christian groups from the 80s were right <laughs> well <sighs> the, even yeah. the Christian groups from the 80s could not have foreseen the absolute hell and torment that Diablo Immortal is the microtransactions alone are a straight out torture from hell there is no bad, other but... way of describing it I've not actually looked into this one yet. I got distracted by something shiny today. So break it down for my idiot brain. Okay, so I'm going to be quoting an awful lot from uh, a couple of videos that are that have sort of brought a lot of the information all into one place uh, by a, a YouTuber called Josh Strafe Hayes. And he's done a couple of videos. The main one is the immoral design of Diablo Immortal. And yeah, it it's really, really bad. Hmm. So while it has, you know, standard um, free to play stuff, like it has a premium currency, in this case it's it's these special orbs. Orbs. Across the entire game, there is twenty one different currencies. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. There are twenty one <laughs> different currencies. And it's roughly every five or so levels you unlock a new branch of 
unlock this new thing that gate keeps you into oh if you need one more level you can just buy this thing or you can spell your currency on getting one more level of this and the currencies themselves are harder and harder to access yep so can you like transfer one to another no yeah sorry there are there are a couple you can sorry straight out no is wrong there are a couple you can transfer like previous Diablos you you shard of this and a few shards will give you a solid gem you do get a few of those but but it's not all of them no no it's absolutely not okay so a really good example say you had an item you wanted to put up on the auction house because they of course have a real money trading auction house of course to even put it up on the auction house you have to have platinum platinum is a premium currency platinum is also what you buy with you can't buy platinum you have to buy orbs and then buy platinum with your orbs. So every... And I'm assuming there's diminishing return every time. Oh, you have to guarantee it. They're going to take cross. a cut. What but, the absolute fuck? But that's not this even, isn't the, even worst the worst stuff. So oh, that item that you want to put on the, the item store... <clears> so yeah. uh, we've all played Diablo. You, you kill a boss and there's like the, the loot fountain of all the shit coming out. And, oh my fucking God, all this loot. The little dopamine hit you get. So yeah. if you play through Diablo immortal and you kill a boss without using any of the little tokens to boost your drop rate uh you'll get a few standard items maybe a few uncommons average shit Mm. uh if you use uh if you buy the little legendary tokens which there are several types and there's one which is different which is labeled differently which they've hidden in there so there's one that is a, a standard legendary token where we'll increase your it'll just increase your drop rate and you've got a chance of getting a, a rare to legendary item it just slightly increases it then there's yeah. a, another legendary token uh, which increases your drop rate as well as slightly increases the drop rate of everyone else in your party but in the description of that token, which is the most common to get, it actually says in the bottom, you receive a bound item. So a bound gem, oh. which you cannot put on the sh- uh, in the little shop they've got where you can sell your items. So you, you can't even put that on the auction no, house? No, no, you can't. Bound it's, it to it's, you. They've bound it to, they've bound it to that character. So even if you've got oh. four characters, everything you buy is only for that one character. Any, oh wow! So you can't even put it to a different character on no, the same account. No, no. If you've got that four, is fucked. You've got four characters and unlock uh, an aesthetic item, a piece of gear you like the look of. That's for mm. that one character. Every purchase is for an individual character. Oh, so that, they've okay, really fucking gouged there. But that's shady. But to get an item that you can sell on their actual store, you when before you go into the the dungeon where you're going to play through if you don't have any of the legendary items that you've got before it brings up a second screen where you can buy greater legendary fucking tokens it is a rare crest a legendary crest and an eternal legendary yeah the eternal legendary crest and you can only buy them from one specific screen that turns up and they're the only thing that drop unbound items that you can then put onto the store but it doesn't, huh. and the the token for them looks identical to the tier below it. The token itself, the only difference is it has a plated background. Other than that, if you looked oh. at them, even like the names, the descriptions are identical. Just one mentions bound, the other does not. That is fucking shady. I mean, then you have other stupid things like okay, so the the dungeon thing he's talking about is this thing called rifts. Hmm. Um, Sorry, I don't know the terminology. I'm too angry to remember the terminology. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Like, I'm angry, but, like, I played so much Diablo, I did lots of rift running back when I played D3. So it annoys me that they're taking a mechanic I enjoyed, these randomly loot pinata dungeons, and they're perverting them this way. Mm. So when you go to do one of these rifts, you can put in these uh, crests. As John Doe alluded, one gives you a slightly bit increased drop rate the legendary crest guarantee you a legendary but it's bound and then the eternal legendaries give you the wonderful loot found 
you can put up to three of them in at a time and that like it has these three little slots where you can put them all in and it's like awesome if I put three of these in it'll actually I'll get the best chance at the loot you put the three in and then it goes hey buddy do you want to add seven more what only after you put the first three in so so you put and, that. no but even the UI what you see on the screen is a round disc with three slots in it so you yep. look at it and yep. go I put three in it that's it that's it I'm going to get the, the maximum drop rate I can get it's only mm-hmm. after you put you fill up the UI that it says you can actually put ten in you're going to put another three in come on have a go Oh. And you want to look at other super pretty stuff with this? If you go into the store where you buy these uh, legendary crests. Yeah. Of course, you it they're all done in packs for different amounts of the, the orbs and then the orbs have their own pricing. Mm. The only way to buy a pack of crests that actually uses the amount of orbs you can buy is if you buy 10. What? Yeah. Uh, Every other one will leave you slightly under. So oh. the first one is for like 60 orbs, which isn't enough to buy one. The next one yeah. is for five or five or six bucks. And you can buy one, but it'll leave you like five tokens short of two. Mm. And the next one up is like eight bucks. And it'll leave you, I think it's 10 tokens short of four. And that so the next one is like 20 something bucks. And you end up with like 10 over, like 10 credits over buying 10 tokens. That. Oh. So you're like, oh, if I could do this. So you're not thinking about the money you're burning on these things. You say, oh, I'm only five short. I, I could buy a couple more. And if I buy a couple more, I'll get closer. The only way you can guarantee it is to burn 20 fucking bucks. Oh, that is predatory as fuck. And we always yeah. knew microtransactions were predatory. I mean, half the time it's like kids make purchases without realizing they're spending was, fucking money. I was reading a thing they were using uh, data to find out their average age of player base and they found it was middle-aged women and then they thought about it and thought, nope, kids are just using their mother's fucking credit card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took them a while to realize that though, didn't it? Yeah, well, they had to look past the money and whose money it fucking was. Well, I, I worked for a, um, a large company of mobile devices at one point uh, in their tech support. So would not a single hour would go by without some Muppet calling up and going, hey, uh, I, I my kid actually spent like four grand on a mobile game. It's like, okay, uh, I can give you one free refund. After that, never again. On your account, it will say, do not refund. You, you have one do-over, that's it. And most are pretty happy. It's like, all right, cool. Because I then stepped them through how to turn that crap off. So you can't accidentally do it. But I had one guy, and he sticks in my head because he called through because his kid spent ten bucks. But all right, uh, I can give you a free one-off refund. It will never happen again, and I'll walk you through how to do it. But mm. if you use this on ten dollars, you never get it again. And he's like, "No, that's fine. Just give me my money back." Like, all right, that's fine. Process the refund. So, right, and now I'm going to show you how to turn off this feature so they can't make in-game purchases. He's like, I don't need that. They're not going to do it again. I'm like, uh, are you sure? Because I have to leave a note saying you've refused this and we have to go for it. And he's gone off. He's screaming. He's like, all right, cool, done. Not my problem. I left a note yeah. saying um, to contact me again if it ever came across. One thing I loved about that place was case files got shared around for shits and giggles. And with, like two days later, I had one of the guys down the road from was like, mate, go to this, go to this, check this one out. I'm like, I went through. Three grand. The kids spent <laughs> three grand within two days. I'm like, I really want to call him just to laugh at him at this point. But oh but, but they're predatory as hell, but this just sounds even worse than that. Well this yeah, the absolutely the first couple of purchases, like literally after five I think it's five levels or so, it comes up with a notification. Do you want to buy a little starter pack? And the starter pack, I think, is like 50 to 80 cents. A tiny little thing. Hmm. If the first I don't, taste isn't free anymore. No, it's not. But if you're doing the playing this game on your phone or a tablet, playing it through the app, uh, the app store or Play hmm. Store, whatever the fuck it is, 
if you make a, an in-game purchase, it's only ever that first purchase that comes up with a warning. Yep. Mm. Everything after that is a one-touch buy. Oh, yeah. So for 50 to 80 cents, you know, oh, yeah, sure, I'll put in the details here, and then you play the game for a little bit. By the time the buyer's remorse has kicked in, you've already tapped the button. It's gone. you got no more warnings. Mm. It's just one tap, gone, gone, gone. Yeah. And it's just... People so, do not stop and, pushing that button. Like, and no, it's fine. It's the same as anything. You do it once, it's easier to do it again a second time. So you've it stimulates bought. the same point. The brain as pokies, I think, because you just see yeah. certain people just sitting in front of the poker machines, like, no, I'll, if I keep going, I'll get my money back. It's fine. It's fine. Well, your your brain starts going that I've invested all this money. I have to get something out of it. If I invest more, I'll get uh, more out of it. The sunken cost. Um, yeah, fallacy. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely fucking horrible and Diablo Immortal is full of things to create that effect mm. uh, one of the worst ones I think it's the uh, Path of the Boon oh. so what it is it's, it's a, a thing you can activate and you can activate it up to it's for 30 days and you can stack it up to 90 days it's like a lot of games now, have you buy a thing and it gives you that little bit each day you log in or yeah, whatever yeah now here's here's the trick with it though and this is the bit where it's shit so say I log in all for seven days in a row and I keep getting my reward every day mm. and then I go log in for a couple days I don't get the rewards for not logging in those days they don't stack I just don't get them so if there were supposed to be seven items and I didn't log in for four of those days I just don't get those four items yeah but it also continues on. The timer doesn't... The counter doesn't reset. You don't continue from the eighth day if you don't log in for four days. Mm. If you get to the end of the 30 days, you're still on day 26 of the counter. So you don't get the rewards those last four days, which are the the higher end shit you're going to want to get. So I fucking taking that mechanic to start so, with. Oh no, it gets worse. Oh, it God. gets worse. To continue so, on to get those is... last four days, you have to buy it again. No, 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 no. Ooh. It was worse than that. They have a system where um, essentially it holds items for you. So you can get them because it has a cumulative uh, uh, bonus as well. Yeah. And this cumulative bonus, you know, if you log in for five days in a row, you'll get a thing. <laughs> If the pass runs out and you haven't claimed those items yet, it just holds on to them. Okay. You can't have them until you reactivate it and then you can have them. Uh, I, uh, Why? Like, like I said, like I would highly suggest anyone who's interested in this, go watch um, Just Rafer's video. It's 44 minutes of how to make a game the most predatory piece of shit you have ever seen in your life. It's terrifying. Like, of course, like, Blizzard and EA and those kinds of big companies are all massive piles of shit at this point. But that's beyond the pale. Like, they've gone out of their way to be dicks. Yeah. Just expecting their fan base to, to buy the game and, and do the things. And annoyingly enough, people will do it. The and that means sorta, this might be the this new This one's getting some... There's some major kickback on, on a model. Absolutely. It's, it's, got, it's got the lowest like meta score rating of any Blizzard game. I think it's at 0.5. And uh, the industry like rated that. it at like 75 to 80%, which there's a massive fucking divide between player base and review base. I wonder how many reviewers were given a press account with a lot of gems I and know. a lot of orbs. Yeah, straight out. I never uh, he's an early release without the store. No. Yeah. It's like anything to do with movies at this point. I don't look at the, re- the reviewer score because half the time <laughs> they're bullshit. You look at the, the actual viewer score, it's like, oh, that, that seems more on, it, on point. So There was a, a review I read about the divide between uh, player experience and reviewer experience. And mm-hmm. the, the bloke writing it argued that the reviewer is reviewing how the game actually plays of what they're given whereas when the player gets a hold of it that's when all the features are activated so they can't account for any anything the player experiences so any review they do isn't relevant to anything to do with that game like what's the point of even reviewing it at that exactly point? like 
Well, I mean, there's so much more to it. Like, uh, I remember when, uh, way back when that Mad Max game came out. Mm. Reviewers hated it. A lot of, though, that was the thing. <clears throat> Reviewers fucking hated it. Mm. Absolutely shat on it. Fe- like, actual players, goddamn loved it. Great game. And there's a lot of factors that can be in play there. One, I don't buy it. Like, I mean, I buy a lot of games. I'm not going to pretend I don't. I buy so many fucking games. But I don't buy every game. Which means that if there's something that doesn't take my fancy, like, say, an open world game, mm. I don't have to play it. Whereas a reviewer does. So, you know, say you took a reviewer that doesn't really like open world games. Maybe they don't even like Mad Max that much and go, here, review Mad Max. They're probably going to fucking hate it. Yeah. Or maybe they've reviewed nine open world games in a row at this point. They're so burnt out on it. They just don't want to touch it anymore. Now you get a shitty review. Whereas players pick the things they want to play. Hmm. So they're more likely to be like, no, no, I actually wanted this and I'm here for it. I didn't play nine other things that were like it. I just played this one. That makes sense. I'm not saying reviews... Hmm? That makes sense. But it's also why if you see a bad player review, I I give that way more like guff. Whereas like a player went out of their way to buy this because they were hyped for it and yeah, fucked it. A lot of it could also be like this reviewer has just gone out and they've gotten a journalism degree they can't get a job at the Sydney Morning Herald or the mm. place they want to get a job but they manage to get a job reviewing video games how great can that be but I'm sort of got the shit so I don't have the job that I want so everything's mm. great I just want a freaking paycheck they're not yeah. gamers reviewing it to review the game like they're mm. getting it just to collect a paycheck and clock off at the end mm. of the day it's a job for them and like yeah uh, or maybe it's a genre they just despise yeah. I wouldn't I, I would never trust from me a review on a racing game no fuck no I don't like them no yeah. I'd, and I'd never review a fucking uh, survival fucking game they're just driving out the fucking world oh. none, none of them are going to get a good review from me but no. they could By turn all of that combined we could do pretty well reviewing games but <laughs> they could solve a lot of that by going back to doing fucking game demos Mm, just yeah, the, yeah. well that is actually swinging back in a much more favour a lot more games are coming out with those yeah uh, the Steam fucking summer games thing you get a hundred bloody demos on that but they're all for smaller indie games which are great yes. bringing back demos fucking gold like particularly for indies yeah mm. you're not nice. gonna get eyeballs with you're trying to stand up against the next thing EA did where they can melt your eyeballs in three screenshots. Yeah. <laughs> they you can know melt you your eyeballs, that? but they're going to give you a fucking broken game experience. Like, really. Oh, yeah. It's the not game really a game. You follow three seconds and it just yeah. sharply declines. And, and the only reason they're giving you this three fucking screenshots is because that's the fucking frame rate. You're going to get three yeah. fucking frames, <laughs> give them those three shots, and that's all you're going to get. Battlefield, we're looking Pretty at much. you. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that was a that was a let. That's got to go down somewhere in some legendary disaster shit. Like, Which one was that? The um, Battlefield twenty forty two. I still play yeah, Battlefield yeah. and I still enjoy it. But goddamn, has it been a rocky fucking road? And now they're pretty much just squeezing like out it. the season pass bullshit so they don't get the ass sued out of them just to give the bare fucking minimum. That's how it feels anyway. Because <laughs> one map six months after the fucking release, when every other Battlefield's had a pack of like four to eight maps with multiple new weapons and this gives you a fucking VSS Val and a fucking crossbow six months after release with one fucking map I'm not even going to start I've always found um, season passes to be fucking weird because they started popping up around the time Bioshock and everything else came out that's when they first like oh season pass and at the time it's like alright cool there might actually be content coming within next year that will be good for that no, it was the new version of DLC without DLC. We're going to add yeah, basic shit. DLC that got a bad name because of certain companies. But it was it's just mm. one of those things where, oh, get the season pass and you get all the extra shit for free or, you know, for that one price. And then nothing would fucking come out. It's like, what? Yeah. I've, just, I've paid $25. When do I get the thing from that? Then it expires and like three days after, oh, here's the content. You, you got to buy it. Why aren't buying it? Why is no one buying the thing? I mean, even if you didn't get that, it'd be like, you know, uh, season, like for a lot of single player stuff, it'd be like, season pass, what does it get you? Well, it gets you the next three expansion packs. Mm. Just like you're basically pre-ordering all the expansions. Yeah. Okay, cool. So when does the first one of those come out? Oh, six months. 
Yeah. Dude, that shit isn't going to be on my hard drive in six months. No, it's gone. not going to be on your hard drive, and by the time it actually releases, it's going to be a small little thing that you shouldn't have fucking had to pay for in the first place. You could have added the whole mm. thing with a fucking patch. And mm. it's really not worth it. Like, gone to the games where an, a DLC is a fucking expand alone. Gone to the days of the fucking mm. StarCraft Brood War. God damn, oh, I played the well, ass out the- of that. But... You don't yeah. get shit I like that I think I've still anymore. got a box copy of that somewhere. Yeah, I know I do. I've still got the fucking battle chest of it. It's a fucking mint game. But you don't get a, like, an, an expand alone anymore. Yeah. And Blizzard was well, always because for expand alones. Like, their yeah. stuff always had it. And somewhere along the line, they've lost that. And that place has just gone fucking downhill. The big problem is we've shifted away from having to have products sell on a box store. Yeah. Yeah. The big reason all those games had to have so much content in their expansion packs is because you you weren't just selling. Oh, hey, you already play StarCraft. Cool. Mm. Well, we're going to make you a little bit of extra content. That'll that'll be nice. It'll just be a little price for you, and you're already our fan, and we can just serve it straight to you. Yeah. yeah. And no, you had to be able to walk into a big box store of some kind, look at all of the video games on the shelf, and go, "Yes, I will buy Brood War." Mm. And back then you didn't also have a day one patch that is as big as the game itself to fix all the sometimes bigger that fixes the shit that was fucking well broken and stays broken for a long time because that patch didn't work so we'll get around to fixing it later on no instead we have CDs now like with a Playstation you put the CD in it's like oh this will have like the game on it no it has the download key that's all it is and then it downloads it all and a like, download locks you can't, you can't even play it. that downloaded file without that fucking disc in the tray which is fucking annoying as hell even if you buy it digitally uh, like after the fact it's like nah give us the give us the disc like, yeah. it's there it's on the hard drive you can run the thing just let me run the thing but no now I mean this is all just an effect of digital distribution and well I don't necessarily hate it because it does let smaller content uh, be served to me Mm. like yeah if your content is really only a small piece and you only want to charge me five ten bucks for it that's fine my problem is simply that these expansion packs are you know twenty dollars worth of content wrapped up at a forty dollar price tag if we're lucky normally it's about sixty to seventy Hell is yeah, like, but we live in we live in Australia. Nothing gets priced right here. Oh, that's true. But even like a digital download of a game on the PlayStation Network is hundred and ten dollars for something new. It's like God. that used to be buying it physically would be like like eighty bucks or, or ninety, and we're not getting much more. Um, hell, we're we're losing out on physical things. It's it should be easier for you to disperse this to us than an actual physical copy. Why is it not cheaper? Why is it more expensive than me fucking off into a store and buying a physical thing? Because we'll pay the store price. Yeah. You get out you cut out all of the costs of making a disc and a box and shipping it somewhere and then hoping that it sells so that they buy more copies of it so you make revenue. You get to cut out all of that cost and charge the same. And yeah. keep the profit. Yeah. They even if people crack the shits and boycotted the game, it doesn't matter because they can sell less copies. With it. Boycotts don't fucking work. People are going to buy the fucking game anyway. Just yeah, remember that. Don't boycott it that? anything. It's like trying to boycott Apple. There's always some fucking idiot out there who will go and buy the new that, thing because it says Apple on it. There was that image a while ago of uh, let's boycott Modern Warfare 2 and then the, the yeah, screenshot the, uh... of all the players on Steam now playing fucking Modern Warfare 2 like you dumb fucks you're never not gonna buy the game they just gouged you for every fucking cent you had and you fucking went for it hook, line and sinker it's just, there are certain yeah. things that I refuse to, to buy into um, like I watched the first season of uh, Titans and oh yeah Teen Titans I absolutely hated it the, the live action version of it for two reasons A it wasn't great but also the last one was oh we want a season 2 and we know we're getting one so we'll take the season finale and we'll make that the first episode of season 2 therefore everyone has to watch season 2 like I'm never watching any more of this uh, yeah. and I never have I cannot be asked trying to find it I'm not paying any service to watch it I'm never going to fucking see it but That's... apparently it got like 2-3 seasons 
That's my biggest worry yeah. with Kenobi. Like they've already, they, mm. when they originally announced, they're right, it's going to be six episodes, and then they've since come out and said, right now we're going to do a season two. We've reshot part of have the they last actually ep- come out. No, the, the, the episodes haven't come out. But no. originally, when it was no, no, no. first announced, has, has Disney actually said that they're doing it? Because I was only last time we were talking about it, I was only able to source rumors on that. I didn't find any resource that said Disney said we're doing a season two. Worth looking into, but also you already know my views on the Star Wars franchise. Just move away from the Skywalkers for fuck's sake. Do something new, please. Anything. Look, I agree with you, but at the same time, a Kenobi series was never gonna not. I know, but like I enjoying Kenobi. Don't go wrong, but at the same time, do something new for the love of fuck. I think the biggest problem you'll run into is that they've had a lot of resistance um, to those sort of new things. Like, you look at um, Clone Wars and Rebels and Bad Badge. They they are really good shows. Mm. You know how many people I've had to fight to get them to watch them and then realize they're any good? Yeah. Because they keep getting screwed over by the new season of, of movies. Every time it happens, it's like, oh, no, that was horrible. We're not going to watch the new thing. Like, please, just try something and I mm. actually when like Disney bought them out I was really hopeful that they might actually breathe new life into it and they have to a point but it's one of those things with like a toxic fan base let's be honest the Star Wars fan base can mm. be toxic as fuck yeah. extremely bad and the second Disney did the none of it's canon starting again the revolt so they they mm. did think oh we're not gonna watch anything you put out everything you put out is shit so they don't want new stuff now because they want the old stuff and Disney refuses to bring that back in or they're selectively bringing things in it's like can you just do something please mm. do but something the, new do something exciting the older stuff would also be a lot harder from the market like there's already mm. so much out there so they can't sell new toys for it because people have already read all the stuff and either they don't care about it or they want what's happening well, they've now they've already got the toys Mm. yeah so I mean that's why they did throw it all out yeah like, so we want to control it and, and make sure we know what we're doing yeah but it's just it's so annoying to me uh, did you find anything uh, uh, I went through it and Disney hasn't said it's officially a season 2 but a number of the cast and crew have alluded to moving on to a, an additional season so the so next season we Uh, Luke gets kidnapped and it all starts again (laughs) well see this is the thing Um, I think we should probably let's throw the spoiler warning up here because we're going to talk about Kenobi Um, so so I I can pass some stuff out for that for you to do with the rumours but it's right at the end of the episode so how about we just talk about the episode first and then I'll I'll swing back around well first thing Um, to discuss is the fact of Vader being an absolute fucking badass again oh, yes. I will give them this for all the shit Disney has done everything they've done with Vader so far has been on point they understand what he is as a as a villain he's meant to be yes. evil intimidating and powerful is the other thing we get to watch him in his prime before he starts teetering mm. back towards the light in the original movies so mm. like watching him just rip a fucking starship not, not a small one like, because you see um, in the most recent movies where they're fighting over one ship kind of thing. It's a, it's a small yep. little two-person ship. This is a fucking freighter. And just effortlessly, just down, crunch, rip open the side. Uh, oh, okay. But, yeah, no, he's terrifying. And I love it. But, I mean, like, it's a great episode because it's all kind of self-contained mm-hmm. because they've, you know, they've escaped the previous place. They've landed at the transition base oh no the empire found us because yeah of course they fucking did they bugged you you idiot um that and it's all just like them getting attacked and all of the shit happening and it all plays out really well um kenobi's sort of stepping back into that sort of like more leader general role um he did prove that why he was a fucking general didn't he like he did he had solid tactics he did pretty well Mm. i actually really loved the motivation like i knew there was something Hmm. There was no way it was straight as straight cut as it was being presented, but I knew there was going to be one. I actually really liked the motivation switch on Third Sister. 
I had been waiting for something to drop for that because yeah. the first episode has a bunch of younglings run off and I'm like you, the rule of any story is if you show a gun in the first fucking act by the third act that gun must be fired why have you showed us a bunch of younglings in the process of escaping what is happening with them and originally I thought the guy who was faking to be a Jedi was one of them yeah I thought like, the same no. thing watching that yeah and I'm like what, what's going on but they finally pointed out what happened. The... Well, I mean, I knew because I watched Clone Wars, mm. and and is it Clone Wars or is it... no? It's Rebels. Rebels. Rebels is where they deal with the Inquisition. Yeah, and we already knew that the Inquisition's entire jam was picking up younglings and training them to be uh, Sith hunters. Mm. So it's like, oh, you're showing me younglings. Cool. One of whoever the main character you show from the Inquisitors is going to be one of these younglings. Um, but for anyone who didn't know that pre-going in, we finally got the full story backstory reveal. Um, I just like the idea that she was doing this entire thing just to get Kenobi so he would be enough of a distraction so she could stab Vader. Yeah. It's like, oh, I like that. That's that's some long con planning and I'm into it. Mm. For, um, for the whole thing, though, like, the Inquisitors, to me, feel like they go against the whole Sith rule of fucking two. No, there are only ever two Sith, but there are a lot of Force practitioners. That's how they got around. Because <laughs> to me, they seem pretty fucking Sithy. They're all using red blades and running around killing people. Like, oh, they definitely. Yeah, are. they're basically they're Sith, but they're not granted the honor of being oh, Sith. They're, they're Sith light. Yeah, <laughs> diet yeah. Sith. <laughs> diet Sith. That, that's Sith zero. That's how we'll go. Well, I mean, one of the later versions of the the Sith was actually like a whole group group of them, mm. and the whole reason they got around the rule of two is like, oh no, we are one Sith, so yeah. there is they no second person. It's so dumb. We oh, are so many we are Sith Legion. <laughs> yeah. Well, things like my favorite thing is they're finally getting into the more moral gray areas of. Star Wars, which is great, because there were some shady things. Granted, they were in the extended universe, which was then wiped out. Things like uh, Mace Windu was their version of a a, a, Jedi hunter. He just hunted down Sith. In the extended canon, at one point, he killed one of his apprentices for picking up on his fighting style, which was based on Sith movement. And it's like, that's why he can't have a Padawan anymore. It's like, we we can't let you do this if you're going to keep killing them. Bad. Slap. The bad uh, motherfucker can't have any more bad motherfuckers. <laughs> exactly. You can only have one bad motherfucker. But the, one of the things was, uh, there was a, a sect of Jedi who splintered off, and they wanted to be completely true neutrals. Like, we're a bunch of the, the four sensitives you could see in the future. It's like, we're seers, uh, we're going to go off in the middle of nowhere, and see what happens. We're just going to be nice, we're not going to get involved, you go fight the Sith, do your thing, whatever the fuck happens. And of course, Windu hunted down and slaughtered them because they weren't Jedi and therefore Sith. And it's just... The, for the Jedi going, oh, absolutes are bad, they used a lot of absolutes. Mm. But probably good Including that phrase. Yes, only um, the Sith deal in absolutes is itself an absolute. Good old times. Um, but then, of course, we get the the absolute... The, the scene where the, the freighter gets pulled down and Raider, Vader's just being badass. He's mm. fucking cool. Uh, I will point out... Uh, this is actually something a friend of mine also pointed out who's an animator, our good friend Tom. Mm. Um, there was no second freighter in that hangar. Yeah, no, I, that, that did irk me a bit. That was an animation fail. Yeah, like there was no second one there. At no point in the episode did they ever show a second one. It was always just that one and it took up a large portion of the hangar. And then he crashes it, and then randomly another one lifts up behind it that wasn't there before. It's like, where the fuck did this other freighter come from? Yeah, that did kind of break the immersion. It took away from that really fun scene of, like, Vader pulling down the ship. Mm. Like, mm. And then after that, we get that just fucking great saber fight with, with Third Sister. It was pretty oh, good. Oh, that was so good. It was... I love the way he's just like, I'm not even going to hit you with a saber. I'm just going to, like, force block the blade. Not even that. When he takes... He keeps taking the thing back from her and just yeah. throwing a one-half. Just like, we're, we're still going. It's going to happen. Okay, so... Did, I feel like the, the Inquisitor's saber is now the single most versatile saber I've ever seen. It is. Because it can do single blade, double blade, helicopter mode. Fucking helicopter split in mode. half... 
and split it half into two different sabers. Mm. <laughs> well, most I don't know of any other saber that could do that. They, they reduced General Grievous part. down to one blade. Yeah, it's a Swiss Army like lightsaber. I swear to fucking god. But it's like I'm, I'm, I love Sith sabers yeah. because they're always so much more interesting and versatile. Well, half the time they, um, the Sith were the ones who played with what a lightsaber could be, like because. The Jedi mm. were like, we have the sword now. Hit the things with the sword. There was one, I think, who used... Um, what are they? The Kendo things? Or not the Kendo, but... Um, Tonfa. Tonfas. Tonfas, that one. One of them used Tonfa. Um, and uh, the uh, Jedi uh, major... Uh, what were the Shrine Guards? Oh, the ones um, that had the cross had, they, originally. No, they had, the, um, they had the Pikes. That's right, the Pikes. They were fun. But theirs so the, were always the, very The same Pikes. But then there's like the Sith off in the corner going, he's like, what do you have? I made a lightsaber scythe! Like, why? And off they went to no, no. murder hobos. The fucking um, lightsaber whip. Yeah, no, I love the fact that that one didn't catch on because it kept killing the people using it. Only like one or two Sith learned how to use it properly and they were terrifying. And the only reason they didn't end up conquering the world is because they again killed themselves with their own blade. I love that. But they're so much more creative. They're so much more interesting and they do cool stuff. And yeah, the seeing that this saber can now split in two or do all its other functions, it's like, how would you ever fight one of these Inquisitors if they were really, actually, really good with their saber? All right. Because they would constantly be just changing up style and form and how I'm going to attack you and what I'm doing. And the only it would time, be insane. I'm trying to think of any time we've ever seen a Jedi with a interesting lightsaber and it always comes back to Ezra in Rebels um, where he makes his first one and it's a lightsaber which he can then turn into a blaster and that makes no, no. sense it's a the handle's a blaster hmm. it's just got a saber coming out of the top you're going to use one at a time it's, it's the best ah it's so annoying it, we did get to see that used once by a true master and I liked that yes I'm we did very disappointed that it never actually got remade he had just had a clean lightsaber from then the but yeah, even no, then, anyway. they're all pretty much the same standard length, same standard shape. They're all, the only time you really see a different one is Ahsoka's dual short swords. That's yeah. really about it. What about but, if you could just set a um, a, a shutter uh, or a like a um, strobe effect to a lightsaber? Yeah, just because it'd be great. It's like lightsaber uh, rave. This, you filthy puzzle. Lightsaber glow sticks at a rave. Like, what, what? <laughs> no, lightsaber knuckle dusters given to a Wookiee. <laughs> Actually, that was a thing in um, the most recent Kenobi. The sheer amount of lightsabers that were in that that you know, area, that go-between. Mm. There was like, what, 12 or something, just all lined out yeah. in the open. It's like, holy shit. Man, Order 66 is looking shittier and shittier. Yeah, like... It's either that, or because we now know there are more Jedi running around out there doing whatever the fuck they do. Um, but none of them have really made an appearance in the new stuff. Mm. Which is but they're leaving that door wide open so they can actually do a Star Wars movie without a fucking Skywalker in it. There's oh, other fucking God. Jedi. There's other fucking people. Just show us where Ezra fucked off to. Let's go delving into well, that. Well, that's what a lot of people are expecting the Ahsoka TV show to be. I really hope it I'm is. I'm praying. It'd be great. Anyway, so we have the lightsaber duel with Vader. It's really cool. He, of course, defeats her because, you know, he's fucking Vader. Um, oh, shit. The Grand Inquisitor's not dead. Yeah, anyone who watched Rebels knew that wasn't he wasn't dead. Yeah. Because he has a canonical death in Rebels. Yeah. He shows up, calls her shit. They all fuck off. This is where the leakers point to a change. Because according to them, the that's the scene where Third Sister's supposed to die. Mm. Uh, there's not supposed to be a, we're just going to walk away and leave you here. No, that, that she was absolutely supposed to be dead. Done. That's it. And of course, she then finds the, the little hollow message thing that Kenobi had. Um... That told that tells them like scrap like she can't like scrambly kind of it's all scrambled and busted up so it just gives you t- uh, Tatooine and something about a boy. Um, she gets the, the Star seen... Wars equivalent of Shia Baggins. That's what she gets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so we I, I think there's a reasonable expectation that one she's not dying but that's not that surprising this is Star Wars people seem to recover from everything if you can whack them in a nice big tank of Becta get Becta um, is miracle fluid yeah it really is and get Vader's uh, and itchy shitty suit <laughs> we just really get a lot of choice on that one sure um, so I'm pretty sure she's going to survive and then that's how they're going to do their season two. Mm. But we do have the final episode this week. They may round it off or not. I don't know. But I, like I said, the leakers are suggesting that that's a big indicator as to the one of the changes that was made. Not fair. And that's about it. The, the Kenobi gets away. Yay. We'll see what happens in the last episode. I did, I did like the fact in the, the fight with Vader, she did try the helicopter mode. It's like, why are you even bothering? <laughs> what makes you think this will work? I mean, nothing else was, so fuck it. I still find it, like, that spinny mode is the only thing with that blade that always confused me. Like, ever since yeah. it came out in Rebels, like, because they were using it to fly in Rebels. Like, how, how, oh, how does ugh. that work? I really hate when they do that in Rebels. It looks so dumb. It's basically it's go-go gadget lightsaber. It's like, okay, that's fine. I would have been fine if you just force leaped up. But no, you have a helicopter blade. That's okay. Because it's make But like I said, make lift. The, the way it was used in this episode was really good. Yeah. It, it absolutely was really good. Um, but yeah, that, that that's leading back... Circling all the way back around. You went full circle. Yeah. That's uh, that's the thing from this episode that seems to be leaning toward the confirmation of those rumors that uh, that they're actually going to do a season two, not keep this as a one and done. As long as it's not just a uh, second season for second season's sake. If they could have ended it and been done yeah. with it, excellent. If they're just jamming it in just to shoehorn another fucking two months of bloody Disney Plus subscription... Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that that would not mm. be great. I mean, they'll get people coming back for the new Mandalorian series at the very least, so... Yeah. Mm. So, uh, I mean, given that we're in the spoiler section, we may as well round out our other two currently watching shows with... We'll start with the Orville, as usual. Uh, I mean, another good episode. It's fun. It's Orville. I'm trying to remember what happened. I, um, I, what was this one? Fuck... My brain. Brain well, there's function. There's a spoiler. Hey. <laughs> but it's really like, uh, look, I, I know I enjoyed I really, the episode. It's really annoying because, like, I love watching the Orville, but... Oh, looks... no, that's right. I actually wanted to talk about this. They brought in their version of Q. Yes! Yeah. That was it. That was this episode. They brought in their own version of Q's, and I'm like, I, I, I'm okay with that. Because the second that was revealed, he was like, oh, yes, I like this. Yes, this is the one where they get stuck in the weird thing where they all have to die because an immortal being has decided, you know what, we've been immortal for so long, we need to know what death feels like, so you will experience it for us. Yeah. And this is the fuck. And they got the Q mentality of just being callous and not caring really fucking well at the same yeah. time. It's like... Why? So you were fucking with us because you wanted to know what death felt like again? Like, yeah. Why? Fuck you. Did Did I not say that we wanted to know what death feels like? Yeah. That's why. But ah, uh, I do enjoy that series. Anyone who is not watching the Orville needs to watch the Orville now. I'll get around to it. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got far too much in my back catalogue. <laughs> One day you'll get home oh. with means of disappearing out of nowhere with a hard drive. Look, you're watching it all now. Every time I go to sit down and watch it, right, I'm going to watch an episode of this. Oh, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll just, I'll just play this game for 10 minutes and then four hours later, like, I was going to watch something, but I played a game and I zoned out for four hours, so that didn't happen. I'll do it again tomorrow and I do the exact same fucking thing the yeah. next night. <laughs> I do that with gaming currently. It's, I'll, I'll play a game and then I end up watching something. Like, I was going to play a game. See, I'm yeah, on the other side of that coin. I'll watch something. I'll play a game. Gone. <laughs> By our powers combined. <laughs> we are one fully functional nerd. <laughs> yeah. And then there's no, me no, here no. playing every fucking game under the sun and watching all of these TV shows and somehow getting to work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, that's the problem. Work. You have to do that thing to get the yeah, money yeah. to live. It's a, yeah. be a fully functional nerd or a fully functional human. The two can't live together. 
Oh, no. what's that that comic from Alta? The um, it's like, oh, if only I could fit games into my routine. It's like all the different things. Sleep. It's like maybe I can take sleep. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and of course the last show we were watching was The Boys. Yes. Ooh, that yeah. was a that was a actually like I'm, compared to some of the previous episodes, it's probably not as action packed or like big, but it's definitely moving all of the pieces around the board so like the big stuff can happen. Mm. This is setting up for a, TV. Uh, a finale because I think it's only six episodes. I don't remember how long this season is, um, but it, either way, any good show eventually has a couple of just episodes where they've got to get the pieces in position so the big things can happen you gotta, you gotta set the scene and, like yeah and that's an awful lot of what this episode felt like we're gonna do some cool stuff but an awful lot of it's just gonna be like get everything where it's gotta sit and then we can do the cool things hmm. but that is a great series as well it's well written and pretty fun they're actually there's a um, I think it's a kickstarter out at the moment which is an omnibus for the boys uh, or the comics and I'm really tempted to ki- uh, to back that one because I want a massive physical copy of all their comics because they're great that would be fair it's pretty good but it's a reprinting so it must have existed mm. at some point so I was like yes please give me the thing I want more of it <laughs> well, I'm slowly reeling um, in how far behind I am in the boys I actually watched the first half of the second season about a week ago did you get when, the whale? No, no, not yet. Ooh, that's gonna be a good one. Yeah, I've heard it's good. Yeah. I've heard things, but I haven't seen things. It's the only time where I was having issues with my PC hard drive. I was like, "Fuck it, I'll watch something." The only hard drive that was working, I watched things, and then games working the next night, so I played games. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things like these. There's been a decent uprise in, in good content in the last couple of years because uh, it wasn't too long ago. It was just like me, Seth, and a few others just sitting around waiting for the next abridged episode to come out so we could watch something worth watching. It's like, yeah. But no. I'm not going to lie. Like, right now, the one thing I feel like I need to subscribe to that I haven't yet and I keep... Tr- like, like one of these weeks I'm going to do it is go subscribe to Dropout TV Same. because they put out I'm, way too many good shows. I'm getting closer and closer and now that they have a spin-off uh, for make some noise like that's just, <sighs> it's weakening the resolve further I know fucking Brennan Zach and I can't remember the other guy's name actually John though if you want something to listen to because I know you listen to a lot of audiobooks Dimension 20 if you haven't already yes I have oh, I've, I've listened to Dimension 20 quite a bit of that their uh, their high school series I absolutely cool. demolished oh, oh yes that was so, oh, so fucking good. good. I want to jump onto the onto Dropout TVs just so I have access to their um, their sci-fi one that only recently went. Yeah, that's Spelljammer. Yeah, and I'm yeah. I'm keen for that. But they had um, a couple of other shows popping up which were great because there's one called Dirty Laundry I have to watch, which is just them airing their dirty laundry on a TV show, and yeah. it's amazing. Or just like it's not necessarily dirty laundry. It's just like Weird unbelievable facts. things. Yeah. One of the ones I thought was great was the uh, which one of the people in this room has uh, the was the last person hundreds of people saw before they died, and it turned out to be one of the guys. And all he all it was is that he worked as a nurse. Yeah, <laughs> and so a lot of people saw him before they went in for major surgery and then died. So loads of people, the last person they ever saw was Grant. Yeah. And that's it. It's not like he murdered people. He just happened to work in a hospital. Then there's things like Game Changer where the game is never constant and it always oh, changes. Um, although Love some of them Changer. are just absurd. Like the one where Brennan can't win. is <laughs> You just watch one guy slowly getting more and more unhinged as he tries to figure out what the fuck is going on. It's it's a 20 minute, 20 minute descent into madness for one person. <laughs> right. And like, what the fuck 101 and a bunch of other stuff. But uh, Make Some Noise is a spin-off of um, Game Changer, which is three guys who are really good at sound effects and doing that kind of stuff. Well, really, it's two people who are really good at sound effects, and then Zach just sort of does whatever the fuck he does. Zach's just in the background vibing. I, I love Zach. But, uh, uh, I think he's named Zach. I'm pretty sure. I've said it a bunch of times. I'm not as sure. 
I, I um, think it's I, we could be very wrong. It's so good though. Like the I I like the minute Swish linked me that one, I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to get drop out to you. The problem is like every time one show. of us finds something for it, the resolve of going, I don't want to pay more for another streaming circuit uh, service like a service brain function good with words. Um, it gets weaker and weaker to a point where yeah. I'm just looking at it going. I could just burn it and get the thing. And one of the guys at work has it. I'm like, is it is it worth it? Like, it's definitely worth it. Like, why would you tell me this? <laughs> um, you just have to go through and figure out which other streaming service is not worth it, so you can reallocate resources. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's going through like, which one of you is on the chopping block today? <laughs> Who has not delivered me content? <laughs> That's all. It is. It's a tie. It's like, it's a, it's a toll. You want to keep me around? Give me the things. <laughs> Prove your worth. Right, so... <laughs> right, so we get to the back end of our episode, and there is something that I really need to kind of bitch about. Because, like, we've got... We, we, we announced our book club book, and, every, like, Swoosh and Jondo have both started reading it. Apparently it's really good. I'm, oh, on, one person. I'm on book four of the series. I have power listened to this fucking thing, and I am sunk in this world. Holy yeah. Jeebus. Yeah, I, I look forward to hearing about your opinions on the episode where we actually talk about oh, it. I, I, just, so, I just want to provide one but, recommendation to people. Like, just if you're thinking right. about listening to it. If you've ever had the fantasy of what would happen if I took a rifle back to medieval times, listen to this fucking book. It's Yeah, no, it's... Mm, it's so much fun. Good. That's, that's all I'm going to say uh, on it, and I want to say more, but that's all I'm going to say on it. Oh, yeah. Talk about it in a month. Yeah. Um, so far away. But I'm the only one who hasn't because I'm still slowly rounding out a book I've been re- a book set I've been reading for The Black Ocean, which is an, an it, I think it's something like ninety three hours of book. I'm into like the last hour and I'm really not probably gonna read any Black Ocean stuff for a while because this one has not been particularly good. So I would highly recommend the original Black Ocean Galactic Outlaws. It is absolutely fantastic. I'd, I'd, I'd second that recommendation. The, the original is brilliant. The The mentality of the writer was they finished Firefly, they're not making any more Firefly, so he just went, fuck it, I'll make my own with weird wizards. And it's really, really good. I read the follow-up series, Astral Prime. It's okay. The problem I have with Astral Prime is its stakes get a little unwieldy. And now I've been reading Mercy for Hire. And yeah, it's it's not great. And it does some things that I think actually damage the setting a little bit. So it's following one of the mage characters from Galactic Outlaws. And at the start of the whole thing, it's a bit wishy-washy. But that's kind of the point. The idea is that the character is sort of traveling from random place to random place to get jobs and do what she thinks is right. And then it picks up in the middle where it actually has some new characters and some cool characters. There's this dude called Wesley. Uh, he's a Hollywood star. He's he's essentially, you know, your big Arnold Schwarzenegger type guy, but has actual, like, special forces training. He's, he's a bit nuts. But he's a really fun character. He pairs off Kubu really well. They've got a new wizard character. This is also during a time when Esper doesn't have her magic powers, so she's just a normal person with a teenage wizard who's still learning, a six-foot slab of meat with special ops training, and a giant dog. It's actually a lot of fun. It feels like they actually have to plan and come up with ideas, and of course, eventually, she gets her powers back, and things turn into this weird, like, dark version of her takes over her mind thing, and no one seems to notice, and it goes on for way too fucking long. Until eventually it turns into like this whole big plot to take down the one of the biggest syndicates in the setting. This sounds like multiple books jammed into one. Well, I mean that's what all the Black Ocean books are. True. The I read the collections, you know, trade paperback equivalents. Hmm. But like it, it, the the stakes are, are weird and they're not they don't make a lot of sense. Like when she's working with Wesley and 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 the girl. Uh, when she doesn't have her powers, they're taking down like this big cult. Oh no, this is that she takes down the cult after she gets her powers back. But the cult bit's still really good because it's a strong, like monolithic power that that they have to fight against. 
um, and it works really well. And some of the stuff with the the other bits are good, but I think one of the things that like it was most recent that really hurt the setting for me. Esper is capable of of piloting a starship, a small one, and with a silly little song to get through doing it. But she can pilot a starship. Yeah. She is apparently incapable of ordering the settings equivalent of an Uber. Hmm. Apparently that is too much technology. She can pilot a starship. That they keep is weird. This whole book just seems to make wizards sound like they're not just like I get the idea that wizards in this setting, because their magic doesn't interact well with technology. They tend not to use it so much, so they don't really... It's not their jam. I, I had that issue but in the Galactic books, Outlaws where they actually had the similar issue where she suddenly can't use the phone or any technology, but she mm. literally states to another character sitting next to her that uh, I've got a master's degree in programming. It's like, you don't suddenly lose that information that's in your fucking head. Like, you've already learnt this shit mm. before you became a wizard. It doesn't just disappear. You're not using it, so you're mm. just not up to date with it. Doesn't mean the information has left your head. That I know that the excuse they always use for that sort of stuff in this setting, mostly because of the characters that the story revolves around, are the ones that can use the term of bleeding thoughts to create altered time realms within their heads. So the idea is supposed to be, well, I've lived lifetimes in my medieval setting, so I don't really get these techno things. But it never feels genuine. Mm. It never was. Uh, actually, I hate the fact that most of the mental realms are all medieval for some fucking the, reason. There is no reason why what they can't be more technologically advanced. They don't have to be medieval See, settings. Mort's one did feel right, but that's because Mort feels like a crotchety old yeah, wizard. he does. Of course he'd go for the tower with the medieval town around it type vibe. But none of the other characters create something like contemporary to the setting it's always something that feels like some forgotten past i know esper uses something that's a little more like an idyllic town but it still isn't technologically advanced and in this one they have a new wizard tiffany who also gets the tome of bleeding thoughts shock horror um and she cre- she trains with mort and thusly uh she ends up with a medieval setting as well despite the fact that she's a 17 year old girl and why, do, why is why it not more set, recently set? Why do they always set at that point? Like, they've got the wheel. That's still a technological advancement. Why did they not go back to the fucking Stone Age where there is fucking nothing? Like, they're, yeah, they're at it, a point of technology and they don't go beyond that point. Like, there were plenty of shit that happened between medieval fucking stone and wood mm. to the fucking current time. Why is it that point? Why can't it be like well, one wizard with like the Industrial Revolution in their head? Yeah. Well, see, Esper sort of does. Like I said, she's got more of like the idyllic um, sort of like kind of 70s-ish town, but, you know, not cars. But like that, you know, that idyllic village type vibe. Um, But it's not medieval, but it's still not contemporary to the setting. The setting is in the future where spaceships, all this kind of jazz, and all these characters just don't have even close to modern settings in their mental realms. It's really fucking weird. Hmm. But it's just this, like, they keep talking about how wizards don't care about technology. They don't give a shit about science. Because they can bully the the universe into doing anything they want. Wouldn't it be easier to bully the the universe into doing what you want if you knew how it worked? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. See that? Oh, I that want that thing alone. to float over here. Like, wouldn't it be easier if I could just go magnetic forces do it? That question alone is why you're going to like this month's book, I think. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Is this- look, uh, look, I'm looking forward to that because it's going to be a great pilot cleanser because, like like I said, this set with Esper, it really makes the wizards in the setting feel retarded and that's not how they felt in Galactic Outlaws. In Galactic Outlaws, they feel like absolute badasses. I so want to talk about so much shit right now, but I'll spoil so much of the fucking book. Oh, God. <laughs> fucking well i'm slowly catching up i'll I'll, I'll get there eventually well look we're at it we've gone past an hour my little weird rant at the end there has taken us beyond our usual stop point sorry about that i just had to get it off my chest this book is 
really broken me on this setting that I really like I was browbeating people with Galactic Outlaws and I still would have suggested people read um, Astral Prime but I don't know there's some good bits to to Mercy for Hire but mm, I don't know man I don't know but so yeah if this thing's a good palate cleanser mm -hmm, yes I'm in I, I will look forward to to like I said I got like an hour left on this thing and then I'm done I'm free uh, and, and I'll get onto it. <laughs> the fact that you have to refer to a book series as holding you hostage and you'll be free is never a good thing for that series. No. Oh, look, I could put it down and be done with it, but, but you're it's so like, close to the end, you may as well. Ninety-five of ninety-six hours in. Yeah. You kind of have to like finish that off just so it can't niggle in the back of your head. I, I'd put it on as yeah, I'm going like, to bed. So, oh no, I slept for the last half hour. Ah, uh, well, it's over. <laughs> New book removed from device. <laughs> <laughs> and I already know which new book to read yep alright I think that's it for us this week have a good one guys have a good one you too bud that was good cheers <laughs>